I want you to put your hands up to answer a question for me, and uh, I'm comparing you to this morning's first congregation, so it's be an interesting comparison for me. Could you put your hands up if you have been abseiling before, or repelling, maybe you could call it? Oh, that's pretty good, actually. I'm not, I'm not sure the percentage is qu quite as high as in the first service. I was quite surprised how many people have done it before. I'm quite surprised how many of you have done it before. Uh, I've only ever done it once. It was years ago. It was a team building activity for one of the organizations I used to work for, if I remember rightly. I thought this was a fantastic idea, um, and I was really looking forward to it and quite excited about going abseiling. Uh, and then we got there, and we saw the, the, the sheer face that we had to abseil down, went up to the top and saw how high it looked from the top, and then we had to abseil. And the experience of doing it was rather different to what I expected, because I realized then, uh, and my, my knowledge of these things is limited, so bear with me, but basically abseiling is not just climbing down a rock face. Sometimes people do that. They, strange people like climbing up rock faces, and sometimes they climb back down, and they're clinging onto the rock face whilst having a rope as a safety line. But the difference between that and abseiling is that when you're abseiling, uh, you're not clinging to the rock face with the rope line as insurance. You are leaning back. I've got this right, yeah? That's what you did as well when you abseiled. You've got to lean back, which is just nuts. So especially when you're doing it for the first time, you're leaning out over the drop and you are trusting to the strength of that rope line. I mentioned that at the start because it's an imperfect, but I think useful analogy for what it means to have faith or to believe in Jesus. That's what the subject for this morning is. Um, this series of seven topics is basically one of the back to basics type series that we like doing from time to time in the bridge. We thought it was a good time to do it. And we thought what better subject to start with than by trying to ask and answer that question, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? Or, to put it another way, to have faith in him. Those two words in English are quite different, but in the original Greek of the New Testament, they're very closely related words. Believing in Jesus, having faith in him, what does that mean? And even more importantly, do you have faith in Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus? So, we're going to ask that question to start with, what does it mean to believe and then attaching the second part to that question, do you believe in Jesus? That's the most important question that somebody can ask themselves because on this question of whether you believe in Jesus or not hangs your eternity, as we saw in that section of chapter 3 of John. For God, It's got to be the best-known verse in the Bible, hasn't it? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That, that thinks that speaks of God sending his son and sending him specifically to the cross. He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish. That word perishing speaks of an eternity separated from God, but have instead eternal life. I love the, <laughs> the actions for eternal life. I won't try and do it with my Bible in my hand. The actions for eternal life in the song. You can't sum up eternal life in actions though, can you? Wonderful unending, perfectly joyful existence with God that begins when you put your faith in Jesus. Your, your eternity, my eternity, hangs on whether I believe in Jesus. So I want to start by asking, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? And then, do you believe in Jesus? Do I? And then finish off with a few possible responses to that question, do you believe in Jesus? Firstly then, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? And do you believe in Jesus? Believing in Jesus has got to be more than just knowing about him, as we'll see, but you need to know about Jesus. There are some certain basics in the Bible, some basics of the gospel, the good news that a person needs to know to be able to believe in Jesus. 
They're quite simple, that Jesus is the Son of God, that he came to this world to live and die for sinful people who are separated from God, and that when you believe in him, your sins are forgiven and you have eternal life. You can vary the way you describe that. You might have to do more work depending on who you're speaking to and the culture you're speaking into. But those are the basics, aren't they, that a person needs to know to be able to believe in Jesus and be forgiven and have eternal life. But it's more than just knowing those facts. The devil knows those facts. In fact, the devil can go further than that. He doesn't just know these facts. He believes they're true. He assents to these truths. You've also got to assent to these truths. It's not just knowing that the Bible says them. You've got to believe they're true. So is that believing in Jesus? Is that faith? No, not, not quite. There is something else. Those are important components of what it means to believe in Jesus. But there's something else. You need to know those truths. Acknowledge those truths are true truth. That they are actual facts and they happened and are true of Jesus now. But believing in Jesus includes those aspects and also crucially me and you personally believing in Jesus it means me believing in Jesus as my savior and my lord so believing is mental there's a there's a brain part to it but there's a heart part to it too isn't there believing means that I enter into a faith relationship with Jesus Christ I believe in him with my head and my heart and here, here's where some of the the words that the Bible uses to describe believing, to describe faith, are really helpful. Let me just give you a few of them. We've covered them in recent weeks and months, at least briefly, in any case. Jesus says, for example, doesn't he, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. At the end of the book of Revelation, we just saw recently, there's this call to come. The bride and the, the church, the, the Holy Spirit Christ, come, come to Jesus. So believing in him means coming. It means that you don't just believe these facts are true, but you, you do something about it by coming in faith to Jesus. Another word that's used often in the New Testament is repentance, which is like the flip side of the coin to believing, to faith. Repentance means a change of mind, a turning away from something into something else. So the idea of repentance is that I, I, turn, I forsake and I turn away from my sin. I say I'm sorry for it. All those other things that I might rely on to be right with God, that can't put me right with God, I, re I reject all them. I turn away from them and I turn towards Jesus in faith, in belief, believing that he died on that cross for me. So faith is coming to Jesus. It is repenting. It is turning away from certain things and towards Jesus. It's receiving Jesus. Earlier in John, you can read it in John 1 verse 12, we read John saying to all who received him, he gave the right to become children of God. Paul talks to the Colossians about receiving Christ Jesus as Lord. So you see, there's, there's the idea of this sort of movement here, isn't there? That to believe in Jesus means that you are moving towards him. You are receiving him. To use another word that Jesus used, he said to the disciples, follow me. And miraculously, they, they dropped their nets and they left their boats and they followed him. In Revelation, we read that Christians are those who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. So believing, trusting in Jesus means following him. But the word I just used, I think, is probably one of the most important words to help describe what believing in Jesus means. It's that word trust. What all these words have in common is that it's not just a head belief, but a personal trust in Jesus and in what he has done on the cross. 
back to my abseiling analogy, or I, I should say, actually, in case I forget at the end, it's not my analogy. I picked, pinched it from a guy called J.D. Greer, who wrote a book, uh, which I think Simon can show us at the end up on screen, called Stop Asking Jesus Into Your Heart. He's not saying that's a bad phrase necessarily, but he's, he's, he's talking to people about what it means to have assurance of faith, that they really believe in Jesus. And he uses this example of abseiling. So to back to J.D. Greer's example of abseiling, if I'm clinging to every single little handhold in that rock face, clinging to them for dear life as I come down that rock wall and I'm not leaning out, then that rope line is just what I said at the beginning. It's an insurance policy in case you slip. But that's not abseiling. Abseiling means you completely and totally trust that rope line and you lean out onto its weight. And you know whether you're just scrambling down a rock face or abseiling when you get to an overhang. I guess a big overhang. And you've got a couple of choices. You just stay there forever, I guess. Climb back up. Or you do abseiling properly and you jump out. Relying on the rope line. Trusting it. This is what it means to believe in Jesus and have faith in him. So believing means acting on the promises of the good news. The gospel about Jesus that we find in the Bible. Coming to Jesus. Deciding to trust him for my eternity. Because there's no one else who can save me and forgive my sins. There is no other line I can trust to hold me. So, as quickly as I can manage it, that's my definition of what it means to believe in Jesus, to have faith in him. And the appended part of that question for us all is, so, do we then believe in Jesus? Do you believe in him? Well, as you ponder that question, I think there are three basic responses that you're going to get in any group of people in any room. And I just want to outline what those responses are and respond to those responses. So one response, one possible response to the question, do you believe in Jesus on this definition, is that someone says, no, I don't believe. I get what you're saying, Matt. I get what the Bible says about what it means to really believe in Jesus. And if I'm honest, I just don't believe. Maybe you say that because you don't believe the Bible's claims, the, the good news claims of the Bible about Jesus. You don't believe they're actually true. I suppose what I'd say to you is, please keep engaging with God's word. Please keep coming back and asking difficult questions of us in the Bridge Church, because I really believe that if someone does that, they will become convinced that these truths are really true. They are true truth. But it's possible you do believe these things are true, and yet you're holding back from trusting, from leaning out on the line, from going all in and following Jesus. Because you realize that trusting him and repenting of your sins and of those things you rely on will mean letting go of other things, certain sins that you know are contrary to God's law, or other things that you rely on, they're your rock and your foundation in life, and you're being called to say, no, I don't rely on them more than anything else. I rely on Jesus. Things that give you security. You're called to give up certain things as you turn to Jesus in faith. Maybe that's why you're holding back from trusting. Well, can I just say that, yes, certain things do have to go when you make Jesus your Savior and Lord. Because, by the way, you have to take him as Savior and Lord. He is both those things. You can't have half a Jesus. And when you take him as Savior and Lord, those things will have to go. Some of these things will have to go or at least take second place. But do you know what? Jesus and his everything becomes yours when you believe in him. And he's worth it. The words that we had read to us in John 3.16, 
whoever believes in him, as I've said here before, literally mean whoever believes into him. When you believe in Jesus in the way the Bible describes, when you trust in him, you become united with him. Tom spoke about this recently. You are in him. I can't explain to you exactly how that works and exactly what that means, but you are united with him then, and everything he has is yours. His heaven, his, his future, his righteousness before God becomes yours, as you know that he took your sins on the cross. You're adopted into his father's family. You become his forever. So I'm, what I'm saying is, it's worth it to give anything up to repent and turn and believe in Jesus. So that's one possible response. No, I don't believe. It's an honest, straight response. The other honest, straight response that's probably going through a lot of minds here this morning, as you're asked the question, do I believe in Jesus? You're answering in your mind, yes, I believe. I know I believe. Well, make sure to praise God for that, won't you? Because if you believe this morning in Jesus, that's not just something you decided was a good idea one day. That is God has done a work in you by his Holy Spirit to bring you to the point that you believe in Jesus. Be grateful. Don't be complacent. You trust by God's grace. Can I also say, keep on trusting. Keep on believing. More on this from Dave next week. But to believe in Jesus doesn't mean you believe in him once at a point on the calendar, maybe, that you can point to, and that's it. No, you believe him and you keep on believing. You trust him and you keep on trusting. Going back to the abseiling analogy, you need the line for the whole climb. It's not just for the top of the climb or not just for the, the very end. You need it the whole way until you get to the end. If you believe in Jesus this morning, praise God for that and go on believing. If you say you believe in Jesus because of maybe an experience or a meeting you were at years ago and there's no evidence in your life actually that you follow Jesus now, you need to ask the question, do you really believe? Because to believe means to go on believing. To trust means to go on trusting. But if you can say this morning, yes, by grace I believe, then praise God for that. But there's a third and last possible response, I think, in people's minds as they're asked the question by me this morning, do you believe in Jesus? And the answer goes something like this. And it could be maybe quite a few people for all I know in this room. Yes, I think I believe. I, I believe I believe. But there, there's not assurance and certainty there. There's doubt there. So you, you think you believe in Jesus. You're pretty sure you do. But you worry about that a lot, maybe. Maybe that's because you're very conscious of the sin that remains in your life. And that makes you doubt whether you really believe in Jesus. Maybe you look back to that point when you believed, or maybe you can't say exactly when you believed, and you wonder if you trusted well enough. Did I trust hard enough? Is my belief strong enough? And that's why you don't have assurance. Maybe you think you believe, but you can't put your finger on, to go back to the point I just made, exactly when you believed and how it worked. It's a bit fuzzy. And because you can't remember when you came to faith or you're not sure, that makes you wonder whether you really do believe. Or maybe it's none of those particular reasons, but you, whilst you are resting in and trusting in what Jesus did on the cross for you, you still just don't have a sense of assurance and real joy about that. Well, let me just try and respond to those particular points, those particular potential reasons why you don't have assurance that you really do believe. Going back to being conscious of sin, if you're really conscious of the ongoing sin in your life and that you struggle with, 
Well, praise God for that. I don't mean praise God for the sin in your life. We hate the sin that remains in our lives as Christians, don't we? But if you are conscious of that sin and as you're conscious of struggling with that sin and you hate that sin that you struggle with, well, what a good sign, spiritually speaking. Yes, we want to kill the sin in our lives. Yes, we want to grow more like Jesus. But you know what? If you're conscious of the sin in your life and you're fighting against it, that sounds a lot like faith to me. Or maybe you're that person thinking, well, I, I have trusted in Jesus, I think, but did I trust well enough? Was my faith strong enough? Well, you need to hear this, that you aren't saved and forgiven by the strength of your trust. You are saved and forgiven by the strength of the one you trust in. It's not about the strength of your faith. It's whether you have simply believed and trusted that Jesus died on that cross for you. That ab sailor may have doubts on the way down about the line. I can tell you for a fact I did. Maybe you get more used to it the more you do it. But as I came down, as I leant out and trusted that line, there were moments when I wondered whether that line would hold, when I doubted whether this was a good idea, but I kept on leaning on the line and I kept on abseiling. And this is what faith in Jesus is. It's not blind faith. We know he's trustworthy, but doubts sometimes pop into our minds. That doesn't mean we don't have faith. It doesn't mean we don't believe. Are you leaning on Jesus? No one believes with totally unwavering faith. We're not saved and forgiven because we will have 100% psychological certainty the whole time. We're saved by trusting in Jesus. Or maybe you're that person, you can't think of when you trusted in Jesus. Or maybe you can point to a, a month or a date, but you can't remember exactly how it happened. And that worries you because you think you need to be very clear about the date you came to faith. And you need to be very clear about exactly how it worked when you came to faith. You need to know, looking back, that you were absolutely clear on all the Bible basics you needed to be clear on to make sure that that faith was proper faith. Well, can I say to you, if that's you, that what is important is that you are trusting and believing and following Jesus now. It doesn't matter whether you can point to exactly when you came to faith, when you decided to follow Jesus. What matters is you were decidedly believing in Jesus today. When you're abseiling down that rock face, it's not about thinking, well, did I attach the rope right? And when did I start the climb? That's not the most important thing. The, the important thing is you're abseiling down and you're leaning on the line and you're trusting it. And lastly, I, I mentioned that maybe it's not for any of those reasons, but you, you believe you're believing in Jesus, but you just don't have assurance of that. Well, Again, let me just remind you, the Bible says you are saved, you are forgiven, you have eternal life through believing in Jesus. You are saved by faith and faith alone. You are not saved and forgiven because you've, you've achieved a certain level of assurance about your salvation. God wants his children to have assurance of their salvation. He wants you to know that you belong to Jesus and, and have joy in that, but you're not you're not saved by that. You're not forgiven because of that. You're saved by simply trusting. So if your assurance is weak, it doesn't mean you don't believe. But you can cry out for more assurance. You can ask God to give you assurance. This Father, by his Holy Spirit, loves to give us assurance that we're really saved. And sometimes, you know, there are certain things that don't help us when we're lacking assurance. Certain things, that if we're not doing them, it won't help. You know, the whole read your Bible, pray every day. 
read your Bible, pray every day. It's not, that's not legalism, that's not religion. These are the things that when you truly believe in Jesus, help to strengthen your faith. Maybe you know God's command that someone who believes in Jesus should be baptized and you haven't been baptized. Come and chat to me, be baptized. It doesn't earn you your salvation and it's not a magic trick, but it's important obedience and it's one of the things that can help your assurance to grow, taking communion regularly and so on. When we do these things that Jesus commands us to do because we love him, these things strengthen our assurance. The danger can be that one truly trusting looks inward too much, you see. We can examine our own hearts too much. What we need to be doing is continue looking up and hiding in Jesus. You know that old hymn, Rock of Ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. The hymn writer, so the tradition goes, wrote that after he'd been heading home in a very bad storm and in a gorge, um, found a cleft in the rock where he could hide to ride out the storm. That's another way of picturing what faith is, that we simply hide in Jesus from the storm, trusting him for all that's to come. Do you believe in Jesus? I really pray you do. And if you're not sure, seek him this morning and pray and ask for that reassurance. And if you know you don't, come to him. He's worth knowing because to know him is to know life eternal. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for these wonderful words about you in John chapter 3. Help us to go into the rest of the day thinking about them and meditating on them. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that belief, that faith is essentially such a simple thing. And I pray that each of us would leave here this morning having examined our hearts, asking, do I believe in Jesus? Rejoicing if the answer is yes. Pleading for more assurance if we think the answer is yes. And surrendering to you and trusting in you if we know that up until now, the answer has been no. For your glory, Lord Jesus, in your name we ask these things. Amen. Thanks, Matt. Um, we're going to have some time to respond to what we've heard together this morning as we, um, we do two songs together. Um, I'm going to encourage you to stay seated for the first couple of verses of the first song. It's All I Have is Christ. And it tells the story of what it means to come to Jesus, to put your trust in Jesus. Perhaps you're sitting here this morning thinking, I want to do this for the first time. Um, these words are helpful in showing how we come to Jesus. Um, perhaps you're thinking, I want to treasure Jesus more over other things. These words are great as they help us to celebrate that all we have is Christ. And then we'll sing when I survey the wondrous cross. was lost 